Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I am here with Jackie Dragone today, and I am so excited. Jackie and I met in a community, and I knew instantly the energy that you gave off, Jackie, meant that uh, we needed to be connected. We needed to be chatting. I needed to know all you knew about doing business. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about what business has been like for you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And the feeling is mutual. When I heard about you and what you had built, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so amazing. I also need to get into Stacy's brain. So yeah, I'll dive in a little bit. Long story short, I started working in business back in the early 2010s. So I guess it was like around 2010, 2011. I was getting certified in fitness and I by chance met a woman who was opening a boutique studio in New York City. And she was like, I'm looking for people to develop the classes, to hire the coaches, to do the training and also help me build the business. So long story short, I started out as the business manager and I really like creating the class content, helping build the business in person from the ground up and also bringing my expertise as a fitness coach into the space. So that was the beginning of my story of my journey. Can I ask, did you feel ready for that? So like you have a background in fitness, but now you're like, okay, I'm supposed to like hire these people and like blow this business up. Did that feel like a stretch or you're like, I've got this? I honestly felt like I've got this because my whole life, when I look back, even as a kid, well, I, I was in dance class and I would be the leader of the team or I would help to teach the class. There was always like this common thread of me being put in a leadership position and it felt very natural to me. And I'm like also an Aries, also an older sister, also born on the first of the month. So I have this like bossy, not in a bad way, but I like this leader energy about me that it just felt natural. Oh, I love it. So, okay, going back to that experience, like what are a couple of the points that you're like, that I learned these and this was like pivotal to my success in that position? Because you're like not necessarily owning the business, but really you're running it. Yeah, I was running it a lot. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from that business was the sense of building community. I know this is so trendy right now in the world, build relationships, build community, but I get to see that firsthand in person, what it means when you are really able to create like a product that has core values and has, um, you know, it, the values behind the product, what it stands for, why people are drawn to that and how you build community around that common topic. And I got to, you know, build up my classes and build the people that were coming and build these relationships. And that was everything that made the brand stand out because, you know, in New York City, there's so many fitness brands, you throw a stone and you hit a new one. So it was like, what do we stand for here? How are we going to differentiate ourselves? And how am I going to build relationships with these people that keep them coming back for more? 
Oh, that's so good. So what led you to like leaving that business and what came next for you? Yeah, my ambition was way bigger than the owner of the businesses. So I was constantly frustrated because I was like, I have all these ideas. I want to implement them now. And we started butting heads a little bit, which was, you know, that's like your sign. Okay, it's time to grow. You've outgrown this. It's time to grow. So I went in the fitness direction first and I auditioned for a company called Flywheel Sports and I made it through the audition. I was also getting ready to leave New York City and move to Philadelphia. So they transferred me from New York to Philadelphia because it was a national brand. And within five months of the company, I was promoted into a position that was called talent development lead. So I was overseeing the entire staff in Philadelphia and the entire staff in DC. I was coaching the coaches and I was teaching them about the brand. And I was something that really helped me with my skill set along the way was teaching them how to show up in the room and hold the attention of 50 plus adults. Like the classes were huge, right? So it's like, how do you become your own brand in a way that connects with a whole giant room and you have to hold their attention for 45 minutes. So that was the next step for me. And it was a little bit accidental. Like I wanted to move to Philadelphia. I actually had a potential investor. I was going to open my own brick and mortar studio. I can see now that it all led me to like the right place, but it, it deterred my path towards entrepreneurship for myself for about two years. And then I started to go in. That is incredible. Like, I think there's a couple really big pieces here. Like number one, you said that you outgrew and like, weren't afraid to move on. So many people, whether it's not even necessarily about like not leaving their corporate job, but like maybe there's something in your business that you've outgrown that you're like scared to let go of. So really like that letting go led to success for you. And then also like, man, the ability to hold people's attention, like 50 Mm -hmm. people's attention, that must be a really incredible skill set to have that would like really help you with your success. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So yeah, so you, okay, so you now open your own brick and mortar, but now you're online. How did that transition end up happening? Yeah, so I never made it to open my own brick and mortar, but I did do something that was so smart that I'm so proud of still. As I was working for Flywheel Sports full-time, I started creating pop-up classes all throughout the city of Philadelphia. This was my first brand ever, and it was called Rhythm Lab. And I thought it was so smart because I didn't have to be responsible for any one studio space, and I could have multiple locations with a small amount of classes, right? So I could pop up in the different little pockets of the city in Philadelphia and serve the different communities by just renting space. So I started Rhythm Lab doing that, and I had it was like three years in where I really started to see a ton of traction and a ton of success. I had built this name for myself in Philadelphia. I was out in the community. I was already teaching fitness in it. I was the leader of the studio that I was working at. So people were coming and by year three people, it was like selling out. What happened was the pandemic. So maybe from that point, I would have transitioned into brick and mortar because I could see that there was proof of concept. But the pandemic happened and everything was shut down. No one could go in person. So I literally lost my full-time job in the matter of a day. And I lost my ability to run my business in person. And I was like, this is it. Now or never. Like, we're going online. We're going full-time entrepreneurship. Like, this is your sign. Jackie, this is so important. There are so many businesses that really just like dive all in and I'm a I'm a risk girl like I'm not a huge fan of it and I love when we challenge ourselves to show up in ways where like let's try this out so I love how you really took like a a brick and mortar like concept of like let's do fitness and and this place but you really just like broke down all the barriers and 
allowed yourself to show up and prove the concept. I, I absolutely love that. Too many businesses were like just all in on these crazy ideas. And then, you, you know, like we're all in, we don't have any money to go back and invest in like, mm-hmm. okay, now how do we reiterate? So I love that you kind of like worked that out. So you went in on online, but now you're shifting again, right? Like this is the magic of entrepreneurship is like how many times we like reiterate ourselves. So mm-hmm. you went into the online space and fitness and now you coach coaches. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I went into the online space and fitness because of my background over the last, I forget how many years it was at that point, probably like 10. I was able to have a great amount of success in the online space in the beginning, but it wasn't built overnight. I want to just say like that happened because of my previous career. So it was really this step-by-step-by-step thing that was building. And I did only fitness for two years online and I was loving it, but there was a part of me that was missing. And it was the part of me that was coaching coaches. It was the part of me that was building businesses. It was the part of me that was building like even bigger community or just like on a bigger mission in general to change people's lives. So I was like, and I would notice myself in any business course that I would take, I would be like wanting to tell people like, no, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You should do that. Like I had all the advice, but I kept my mouth shut because, you know, that wasn't my job. It was the person who was running the course's job. I was like, okay, it is time to pivot again. And I still do run my fitness business, although it's about 30% of my revenue now and 70% is business coaching. But I was like, okay, it's time to build this. And it was exciting because I got to build it from the ground up. I had people come with me in the first online business. So it was like, all right, here's, let's test this out. Can you do this in the trenches, just like everybody else from nothing to a successful business? And I did. And yeah, I'll pause there for a second, but that this is the next iteration. I love that. Are there a couple like key items that you're like, this really led to my clients seeing success in what they're doing? Like two or three key takeaways that you're like, this is this is the magic. Mm -hmm. So my clients in general, when they run a business, they have to really love what they're doing. That's part one. So they have to really love and be bought in and be clear about what it is that they're doing. And then part two is you cannot be afraid to go out there, to talk about it, to put yourself out there, to share your expertise and to share your knowledge. My clients that have the most success, they know what they want to do and they show up and they talk about it. Those are the two key ingredients because if you're, I always think this, like I can't be more bought into your business than you are. And that's hard to be because I'm like pretty bought into everything that I do and everyone that I work with. But you need to be more bought in than me because at the end of the day, it's your business and it's what you really want to do. So when people show up bought in, excited, they have an idea, they love what they do and they're ready to go. Those are the people that see the most success. Oh, I love that. Do you spend like most of your, you know, starting days on coaching on like helping them with the mindset, getting past that fear of like being seen, the fear of asking for people to love what they're doing? Is that where you spend a lot of time at the start? It depends where people come to me. So a lot of people will come to me like a year in and they're they're past that. Now they're ready to like build the core offers, really identify what those are, to have more structure in everything that they're doing, to think about scalability, to think about how they can consistently hit a 10K month. Like they're a little bit of a step up, but then I also have had people come to me with basically an idea and no business. So there in when you come in that way and we work one-on-one together, it's like, okay, 
yeah, we have to get through these barriers of you're going to need to go live on Instagram. You're going to need to use your voice. You're going to show your face more. You're going to have to charge. And so it really depends on the journey of where they come from. But most people, especially lately, are falling into the pocket of they have like six months to a year in business or more. Mm, I love that. I think there's so much like learning that really happens in the first six months to year of business that it's like you kind of need to have your blinders on right like you're not really looking for a lot of advice like you kind of just need to learn some lessons for yourself mm-hmm. before you're like really seeking a mentor so I love that what are some things that people are doing that are kind of making you behind the scenes like shake your laptop and like stop doing that <laughs> my clients uh people like I've worked with in the past or online in general I could go yeah or just in, in general. general I could go on Um, okay. Having too many things going on all the time or constantly pivoting without giving one idea proof of concept and seeing it through and really going all in on it or just like spending time creating all these offers, all of these ideas, building out the business, but there's not necessarily anybody who's ready to buy from you because you haven't put the time in to become like to show your face to build authority to build your brand to become visible right so these are the things where I'm like okay we need to really get clear on how you're going to make sales because it's not going to be from sitting behind your desk and building out like seven different products right we need one or two and we need you putting yourself out there every day Mm. is sales training somewhere that you spend a lot of time because I I personally find that in business it's like we have all these business owners who are scared of selling and we're just approaching it wrong. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't have a business if we don't have sales. Mm-hmm. And I almost want to ask sometimes like, well, why did you get into business if you don't want to ask mm-hmm. people for money? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only way we stay open. Yeah. The block. Yes. And also the prices. Like a lot of times people come to me and they're way undercharging for the amount of time and energy that they're putting in. So they come to me and they're not necessarily afraid to ask for the sale at this point, but they are afraid to ask for like what they need in terms of like their own income goals. I'm like, do you realize how many people you need to meet this goal and how much time of yours that is like, that's never going to happen. So it's like the amount of money that they're asking for that we spend a lot of time in. And then really just looking at the value of the offer and what it is that they really are selling and the transformation that the client is really getting. Because if you can get behind that, like you're giving them a lot of times lifetime value information. So we have to consider all of this plus your time, plus your energy, plus your income goals and what it costs to run the business. And so in that regard, yes. Lately, people have been coming to me and they're like, I'm ready to sell. And the, you know, it's like funny, as you grow, your clientele grows with you. But in the beginning, for sure, is a lot of people are like, I don't know if anyone's gonna buy this. I'm afraid to put it out there. What if no one buys? And I'm like, newsflash, like I've put out offers that no one has bought more than one time. It happens. It's just like a rite of passage. Amazing. So I love how you talk about like, okay, you're looking at your income goals, because I think a lot of people maybe shy away from that. Mm -hmm. So like now we're bringing that in and we're like looking Mm -hmm. to get paid. But then I do love how you also couple that with the transformation, because sometimes I think the fear is that we're going to get like too far into only caring about ourselves and how much money we make. But it's like really going back to like, can I back this Mm -hmm. up with making sure that there's value in this for somebody else? Because if you don't, if you're not providing the value, nobody's going to buy it, right? It's it's a transaction. There's two people involved. So I really love how you coupled that. Tell us, I'm going to pivot a little bit. I want to know, like, what is something that you're doing 
like pretty religiously to really hold on to your mindset and like set yourself up for success. You've done all these different businesses. Like what is something that you have in your routine that's non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. In the morning, I spend time with myself getting my mind right. And the more I practice it, the more my mind stays right over a long period of time. And I spent the last five months actually working with um, an empowerment coach, a mindset coach that does a lot of subconscious reprogramming work because – I, you know, a couple years into your business, you're like, oh my God, like, how am I going to get to the next level? Right. All of these new things start coming up where there's doubt and fear and you have to get past it to go into like the next bigger thing that you want to build. So I've spent a lot of time doing that deep work and going deep into the subconscious to see where are my own money blocks? Where am I afraid to charge? Where am I afraid to show up in a room? What do I really believe about myself when I'm in the room, regardless of what anyone else thinks? So spending time in the morning, either in meditation I have very customized affirmations. Generic affirmations do not work in my opinion, but customized ones from my own subconscious reprogramming, whether it's that or journaling, there's some kind of practice that I do the first 20 minutes of every day to just put myself in that headspace where I know within my core and believe that success is my destiny. Like there's no other option. Amazing. And I, I can witness that in like the energy that you bring to every room. And I know like everybody else that's in the room notices the energy you bring as well. Is that, is that the one thing that you're like, this is why I, I can show up that way. Yeah, I think it's, it's that. And it's also when I love what I'm doing, it's so easy for me to show up because I'm a generator. I don't know if you ever done any human design, but as a generator in human design, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you love what you're doing, you could do it forever and ever and ever, and you're going to be so in your energy. So this is like a great compass for me. When I feel this way and I'm excited about it, I'm like, yeah, you're moving on the right path. So I think it's a little bit of who I am and also just that work in deepening the belief. I already knew at my core. I knew when I was 12 I was going to be an entrepreneur, but deepening the belief and letting go of the idea that what if this fails? What if this doesn't work? We all think that at some point as an entrepreneur, but I refuse to entertain that thought anymore, like really doing the work to stay in the belief. Mm, I love that. Okay. One last question for you. Yeah. If there is some one piece of advice that you could give to every business owner that you're like, this is one thing that you absolutely need to be bringing into your life and your business to have success, what would it be? Mm -hmm. It would be to stay connected to your original desire of why you wanted to do this. And like you said, your business may change and grow and evolve over time. But whatever that vision is, I believe that we come to the table with a vision of what we want our business and our life to be. And then sometimes we see what everyone else is doing or what other people are teaching us. And we start to let go of the vision and allow other people to guide the, like lead the way, but not in the right way. So no, stay true to who you are and what you want to build and then utilize your mentors and your coaching and your resources to enhance that, to enhance it and to guide it, but not to change it. Ah, I love that advice. Ah, thank you so much for like giving all of this like your journey through business maybe not even starting the traditional way but like in somebody's business running a business Mm -hmm. through like reiterating yourself so many times has been so helpful and I just love it where can everybody find you Jackie Yes, you can find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Dragone. I'm hanging out on Instagram most of the time. And I also have a podcast called The Pink Business Club. So you can absolutely check out the podcast on Apple or Spotify and we can continue the conversation there. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.